Welcome to Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Tonight we're going to read from Galatians chapter 5 starting with verse 13. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye not be consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We've been called into liberty. Being called into liberty is simply we have liberty, we have freedom when we have accepted Christ. Now, freedom from what? Freedom from sin, freedom from hell, freedom from the trials and tribulation that's going to come on the world at the end. Not trials and tribulations while you're on this earth because he done promised us that we would suffer trials and tribulations but be of good cheer, he overcome the world. So it's not the trials and tribulations of personal experiences of having bad days, but it's the, the end result, the last battle where good destroys evil. You have liberty, you have freedom from that. But it's only through Jesus that you have that liberty. But you can't use that liberty as a, a means or as an excuse to do things that you shouldn't do. There's an interesting quote that I remember reading years ago about the freedoms that we in the United States have. The freedoms that we have here in the United States does not give us the opportunity or give us the ability to do what we want to do. But it gives us the opportunity and the ability to do what we should do. For instance, our freedoms can only go so far. Oh, we've got freedom of speech. We'll stand in the middle of a crowded building and yell fire when there is no fire and tell the judge that, well, it's freedom of speech. You get to say what you want to. We, we use that, we use it flippantly a lot of times, and we use it in error. Yes, we have freedom of speech. That gives us the right to say and to speak against our government. If our government is wrong, it gives us the right to, to talk for the government if we believe the government is right. We have the freedom to worship God or any God the way we choose. Our government cannot tell us how to worship God or even what God, little g, to worship. Because there's only one God. He's the God of gods, the Lord of lords. But there's a lot of little gods. And anything can become a little g God. Money, fame, popularity, those are all little g gods. And hey, you've got the right to pursue it. Doesn't make it right to pursue it, but you have the opportunity to pursue it here in the United States. And so the freedom that they're talking about, the liberty that verse 13 is talking about goes beyond 
just our country liberties. And he says, don't only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Don't use it as an excuse to do badly. Oh, well, I'm free. I can do whatever I want to. You cannot. Even as a Christian, especially as a Christian, we are confined to a set of parameters. Standards, if you will. And our standard is the Bible. Now, I don't know if you truly understand what the word standard means, or you may not know it in the same context that I know it. We all know that standards is rules, regulations. It's a way of life that people use. But have you ever, have you ever worked in a log field? You know, hauling logs, cut down timber, cut down trees, put them on a truck, carry them someplace. Those rods that's sticking up off of the side of the truck that prevents the logs from falling off the truck. They can be wood, they can be metal. Those are called standards. I don't know if you was aware of that, but that is the standard for a truck. And it keeps the logs in place. It keeps whatever is on that bed in place. So the standard is our boundaries. It's our guard. It prevents us from falling off the edge. It also prevents things from coming up that shouldn't be there. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to. Use your freedom as your standard. And don't jump off of the truck. Don't fall off of the truck. It says, For the, all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now we hear this, we know that, is from the Ten Commandments. But why is he saying, for all the law is fulfilled in one word? that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If you love your neighbor the way you love yourself, then you're not going to be detrimental to your neighbor. You're not going to do evil things to your neighbor. You're not going to talk about your neighbor. You're not going to look at your neighbor the wrong way. You're going to treat your neighbor really well. And that's the way we ought to be. You know, there's a big thing in... in politics and society now racism racism exists unfortunately it does but it wouldn't if we would treat our neighbor as we do ourselves if we loved our neighbor no matter who they were no matter what they looked like no matter where they were from if you would treat them the way that they're supposed to be treated racism wouldn't exist crime wouldn't exist Violence wouldn't exist. Think about it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That is the answer to the crime problem. That is the answer to the problems in the flesh. And if we love our neighbor as thyself, then Christ is in us. And so you can back up and say the real true answer for all of the problems is Jesus. Verse 16, I'm skipping 15, but verse 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we are truly, truly walking in the Spirit, 
if we are truly living the way God has intended us to live, if we are dedicated and committed to studying the Scriptures and living the way the Scriptures tells us to live. Now, don't be like that one guy that opened up his Bible and whatever the Bible told him he would do that day. If he opened up his Bible then one day and it said, Thou shalt not kill, well, he made sure he didn't kill anybody. Or, Thou shalt not steal, well, then he didn't steal anything that day. But then there was that one day when he opened up his Bible and he looked and it said, and Jesus went and hung him, or Judas went and hung himself. He said, well, I can't do that. So he closed his Bible and he opened it up again. And it said, and go and do ye likewise. We can't take the scriptures out of context. We can't cherry pick what we like and what we dislike. We have to look at all of it from Genesis to Revelation. We have to look at it all. Now, there are things in the Scriptures that, you know, there's some ugly things in the Scripture because it's telling us of the ugly nature of man. No, it's not telling you to follow the ugly nature of man. It's not telling you to, to follow the ugliness that's mentioned in the Scriptures about Cain murdering his brother or anything like that. You don't have to follow that. It's an example of what not to do. But you have to put it all into context. And if we are walking in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we are walking in the Spirit, if Cain had been walking in the Spirit, he wouldn't have killed Abel. If David had been walking in the Spirit, he wouldn't have seen Bathsheba taking a bath. If David had been walking in the Spirit, he wouldn't have had Bathsheba's husband killed. See, if you're not walking in the Spirit, this is what happens. This is where you go. But if you walk in the Spirit, this is where you go. Well, do we have any examples of people in the, in the Scriptures walking in the Spirit? Sure. The angel came to a little girl called Mary and said, You are highly favored. Jesus saw an individual and said, here comes a, a Jewish person in whom there is no guile. So there's plenty of examples of people walking in the Spirit. And there's plenty of examples of people not walking in the Spirit. Which one do you want to follow? The Bible gives us this as an indication, as an example, as a, a, a picture, if you will, of what not to do and what to do. But what does walking in the Spirit look like? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. You can read that just a few verses down in verse 23. Verse 22 and verse 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Everything we want to be. If you really stop and think about it, that's what we all should desire. We should be all desirous of being full of love, being full of joy, being full of peace, being full of long-suffering, being full of gentleness, 
being full of goodness, being full of faith, being full of meekness, being full of temperance. That's what we should desire. And that's walking in the Spirit. And if we're walking in that, we won't fall into the lust of the flesh. Something to think about tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'll touch and that you'll move, Lord, all over the world, all over, Lord, this world, no matter if they've listened or not, Lord, we are asking you to touch and bless, Lord. We're asking you to, Lord, touch hearts and draw people closer to you. Lord, we're asking you to move and touch, Lord, as only you can, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you'll touch and that you'll move on this podcast, on this series, Lord, a podcast that you'll, Lord, let it go where you want it to go. Not where we want it to go, but where you want it to go. And let it do what you have designed it to do. And in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, until we talk again, y'all take care of each other.